Welcome back to the show. Today, we are speaking with wealth and leadership coach, Corey Phelps. Corey was actually a guest on this show probably over two years ago, and she's a very different story we're diving into today, which I love. Corey traded her successful career in luxury real estate for entrepreneurship, investing, and personal development. She is obsessed with combining the power of peak performance, intuition, and purpose to harness untapped potential. The last 10 years have been such a journey into spirituality, business, wealth creation, and doing what it takes to create an extraordinary impact. Her mission is to help others tap into the power of the subconscious and unlock new levels of wealth, success, and freedom. Corey dove into what flow state is, how to access it through hypnobreathwork, the science behind it, and how accessing flow state allows us to increase productivity and skills after accessing the state. We talked about how flow state can support us in healing trauma, and with practice, we can teach our subconscious, our subconscious mind to drop into this state on demand. The change in Corey's story, her personal wealth and leadership in her life and business over the past year, after regulating daily hypno breathwork sessions in herself, teaching her clients, it's unbelievable. Honestly, it is just such an incredible honor to have her back on the show. Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show, Corey. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Ah, I'm so, so excited to be here. I literally couldn't even sleep last night. I was so excited for this. <laughs> well, it has been, I'm going to guess probably two years since you have been on the show, probably at least a year and a half to two years, I think something like that. And I know that all of the work that you are doing has shifted so much and I love the work that you're doing. So I really wanted to bring you back on and dive back into your story. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I do think it's been two years, which first congratulations, two years in more into the podcast. You know, that's a, that's a big accomplishment and yeah, over a two year period, a lot of growth and evolution on, on, in both of our lives, we've been so. so fortunate to be a part of each other's lives, like in so many different ways during that time. So yeah, excited yeah, for this conversation. No, I love it. And this has been, you are new to the podcasting world, right? You are new, fairly new. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I get to say that I'm not that new. I'm like 60 episodes in. Is it 60 unbelievably. already? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Can you believe that? No, but I, I'll still take the new. Cause I think that gives me like a pass on some levels. Cause I'm like, I can't believe I've released two episodes a week for, since whenever I launched it back in like January or whenever it was, I'm not even sure something know. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't even missed one. I'm like, who am I? 
It's because you honestly, this is like full alignment. And I know podcasting was something you wanted to step in for a long time. So it shows another um, reason why sometimes things just don't work on our timelines, right? They don't work on our timelines, but they work on the perfect timeline. 100%. You just got to just trust it, right? Trust, trust the timing. I always say that. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. So if you don't mind, can you share a little bit um, with the listeners of who you are? Oh, yes. Well, my my name is Corrine Phelps, formerly going by Corey. We'll, we'll just put that right out there. I started using my full name. I don't know, a few months ago, I decided I was just like stepping into this new level and using my full name was really a piece of that, of that journey. I am a growth and performance coach with a lens and specialty in helping entrepreneurs and high achievers create more wealth in their life. Mm, How like awesome is that? And the name of your podcast is the super expander podcast. I love that name. (laughs) I absolutely (laughs) love that name. I really do. I love that name. Um, so in the last year you have really stepped year a little bit more than that, or how long has it been since you've really stepped into the role that you are living and breathing right now? It's been about a year, year and a half or so, something like that. I mean, I think fully owning it has been probably like six months, seven months of just like full on ownership. You know, you're kind of like shedding layers and you kind of know what's coming and what you're stepping into, but you're not quite, quite there yet. I'd say the last like six, seven months was just unapologetically owning it. I I love this. And I think that, um, so what is a wealth and leadership coach? We're going to talk a little bit about your backstory because I always believe, and we talk on this show about how our stories like give us the expertise and the experience to step into the roles that we are living now, right? We have those lessons. We have that experience. So wealth and leadership coach, like, I mean, lots of people talk wealth, right? But what, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? What does wealth and leadership coach mean? Oh my goodness. So just wealth in and of itself, I feel like is a pretty loaded dynamic word. So I think first, first thought you think of course money, and that's definitely a a piece of wealth. But if you were to only have unlimited amounts of money, would you truly be wealthy is my my question and kind of starting to explain this. Mm -hmm. And I think the answer to that for me and my life is certainly a no, because there's many, many other facets to, to becoming wealthy. And so I really support people in deciding what their version of wealth is and really stepping into that through creating more actual money in their life, creating more, you can't create more time, but using your time Mm -hmm. and using it to the best of your abilities, reaching your full potential, both in joy, happiness, performance, and relationships. So it's kind of, I mean, when you really think about it, it's a little bit of like life coaching, but on this next level piece of, of that, because we do really dive into how to build actual wealth, like money wealth as well. Mm-hmm. And the leadership piece really ties into that because I think as we start to to step into the wealthiest version of ourselves, it's we become natural leaders when we start to do that. When we start really walking the walk, which is in alignment with our own life, we become leaders for other people. They look and 
see and they're like, man, I want to be like that. I want some of that. And so if, as you're building wealth, if you're really conscious of that, you can make an extraordinary impact in the world. Mm, Thank you for explaining it the way that you did. And that one thing that I keep hearing, it's so much like, I love the word leadership. That is such a big, it's such a big word that we're all capable of doing when we're lost, sometimes we look for others for like to lead us, to show us the way there's nothing wrong. I, I 100% believe mentorship. Don't write, you know, that, but it's like this self-leadership piece, I think is something that, um, I love to see more and more talked about. And so I know like with your story, you came from like trying to build an online business and pivoting, but also in overcoming a lot of debt to be where you are now. And I love, like, I love stories like this because it just shows what is possible for so many people. So where obviously in that process, you definitely had to lead yourself to create the changes that you did. So I would just love to unpack that part of your story and how much you have changed in your own life in the last year or two. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did had to, had to overcome a lot of debt. So in my online business building, I was definitely making plenty of money, but I was certainly, my expenditures did not match what I was, was bringing in both from a, just being a single mom and supporting my daughter and paying for college and all the things that went along with that. In addition to the big investments that you have to make in in your business in order to grow. And some of the investments that I made were mistakes (laughs) um, along the way. And sometimes I was like in this self-leadership piece where I thought I was self-leading. I was also self-diagnosing and my ego led me to make investments that were, I don't know, ahead of where I was in business. So I really didn't get out of those containers what I had intended for like a going in. And it was like multifaceted. So that was a piece of maybe the container not always delivering, but I was also my ego yep. Yep. told me to be in a container that was not the right fit mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So in that whole entire journey, I was investing in these programs that I thought was going to be the thing that was going to help grow my business. And then it was this really kind of ugly invest more, invest more, invest more. And I felt like I was hemorrhaging money. And it just felt like just this one next investment was going to be the thing that was, I was going to start to see the, like learn the secret of what it was I was supposed to be doing. And really that didn't turn out to actually be be the case. So at some point I really did actually have to start to take some radical responsibility. Excuse me. My voice kind of ate a frog, guys. I had to take some radical responsibility and and start to make some really big shifts and both in my expenditures, in my investments, start showing up a little bit differently. And that's that was kind of really the journey. And then I just started every dollar that I started making, I started throwing at my debt because I knew I just had to get rid of it mm-hmm. because who I was carrying the debt was not the person that I wanted to be. And it's not that debt's bad. It was the amount of stress that it put on me. So it was a trigger for so many different things in, in my life. So like my reaction to something would seem inappropriate sometimes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you will, uh, over the top, uh, something might've upset me more than it should have upset me because 
of the weight that was on my shoulders carrying that debt. So I knew that the the key to all of that was, was to get rid of that. It had to get it off my back. Mm-hmm. And so that became a big part of the focus. And I knew like your months really started to grow. First off, I want to thank you for your honesty and um, vulnerability. Cause I 100% relate and understand like I do. And now it's almost, I had to go through and learn like, what are my criteria for investing? And, and it's not like, oh my gosh, I have to do it all. It's like, what do I need support with in my business? What is something that's going to take me? The other thing that I've really, really used as a benchmark is like, it's not just, are they doing things in business the way I want to do in my business? Or it's, it's an, and that it's business and life. Like, are they living the life that I also like that? I think I see, you know what I mean? But it's, it's not just as simple as I don't want to miss out on this. So I have to take this on too and take this on too. So I think there's some very discerning questions that have to be asked there. And I, I mean, truth be told, I don't even think that you, you have to have a conversation with someone and you've got to spend some time in conversation and possibly even in like in smaller containers with these people so that you can start to really get to know them. And I say that because I think there is a lot of masks that we wear. And so things can appear a certain way when we are, you know, through, through marketing and, you know, watching Instagram stories and Mm -hmm. we all know (laughs) the social media veil is, you know, there's, there's a lot more behind the scenes that are happening than that. And so it's really, I think first getting hyper clear on your own set of core values Mm -hmm. and making sure that the, the containers and the mentors you're stepping into that their core values align. Yeah. Great point. So now you come through this, like I, your story essentially being like coming from a hundred thousand dollars in debt to now investing in, in female led, is it only female led or can I say that? Company. Yeah. Yeah. No, though. So the last four companies that I invested in are all female led, female founded. Mm-hmm. And that to me feels like the definition of wealth because you are paying like your, your be your money is having an impact. It's having a, a ripple effect, not just in your life, but in the life of others. So what did that feel like to go from the position you were in, in this hustle space to then being able to say like, I can actually be an investor. Oh my gosh. It was like, again, who am I? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love this part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, who, who am I even, but that's, you know, I, that was my intention this year in particular, when I was like, you know what, that's, that's my intention is to be an investor. And that was all kind of, you know, in the works as the year last year was closing out and this year was kicking off and I'm like full blown into it, invested in four companies, actually just had a call last week with a group that like becoming part of like an investor, a female investors group, like a female investors club, which mm. I'm like, Ooh, like, wow. Who oh, knows? It's, awesome. like, it's literally just setting an intention is crazy. What happens when you speak something out and how all of a sudden you just start stepping into these things and opportunities start revealing themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So now you're, um, I know a big part about what you do is hypno breath work and flow state. Mm-hmm. So I would love, um, you can explain the app. You can explain whichever you 
would like to do. Cause I know I've, I've been doing it and it's really good, but I would love it if you would like to explain a little bit about what those two things are. Oh yeah. So well, flow state is the state that we drop into after breath work. It's not the only way that you get into to flow state, but when you think about flow state, it is that feeling of being in the zone. And I know that everybody listening has been in that space at some point in your life, whether that has been when you were playing a sport or whether you were doing something really creative, working on a piece of art, uh, whatever it happens to be that really lights you up. When we're in flow, what happens is fear and your ego completely melt away. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes time becomes this thing where there's just no sense of it. So it could accelerate at a rapid rate or it could slow down. And it's this feeling of just being fully immersed, totally awake and present. And how we get there is an element of doing something that we are we have like a level of unconscious competence in something that we're really good, something we've mastered, but there has to be an element of challenge when, when that comes into play. So if we're not being challenged, then all, a lot of times we go into autopilot. So flow state really is stimulated by the, the fact that our edges are being slightly pushed. So when you really think about like a sporting, like if you were playing sports, right, it's like, you're doing this thing that you've practiced over and over and over again, but now you have a little bit of competition and that's that pressure, that healthy pressure that causes us to show up and then come up with new solutions, new ways of being new ways of doing things and do it in a way that it's coming really from your subconscious because it doesn't even, you're like, Whoa, did I just say that? Like, how did I, how did that happen? Did I just pull off the most crazy I don't know, goal, you're playing soccer and you kick this goal. You're like, I don't, I I could never do that if I even tried to do it thinking about it, but all of a sudden it just happened. It's like this out of almost out of body experience of greatness that happens. Um, So that's flow state and hypno breath work would be a way to, I hate saying hack it, but it is in a way, a way to shortcut drop into it because there's a physiological thing that happens to our brain when we access flow state. So hypno breathwork is a cutting edge modality that takes three things and puts them all together. It takes breathwork, hypnosis, and then visioning, which is that Dr. Joe Dispenza quantum field sort of uh, vibe that we bring into this experience. And so we put them all together in a pretty short time frame. It's about a 22 minute experience of breathing and meditation. And so what happens inside of your body when you are experiencing hypnobreath work is we flood the body with oxygen. And when that happens, the pH of your blood actually changes and that changes the chemistry of your brain. When that happens, the prefrontal cortex actually shuts off. So your prefrontal cortex is the seat of your conscious mind. It's the place where we get stuck in those habitual thought loops, those patterns, those one way of thinking that really keeps us rooted in oftentimes fear, things like imposter syndrome happen to pop up in that part of the brain. If you've ever been in that mode of paralysis analysis, Mm. hmm, yes, that is your prefrontal cortex. And so we take the pause button and hit 
pause and turn that part of your brain off for a minute. It needs a break. It has to cool off. And then we, we work to kind of install some, some new hardware. And we do that in your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind really is the seat of all of your thoughts, beliefs, and feelings. And you are no stranger to this. It's formed when we are children from zero to seven. And so when at that time of our lives, we just did not have we didn't have the life experience, nor did we have really any choice as to what was going on in our in our environment from caretakers, friends, teachers, all of the things. We were just soaking it up like a sponge, and that creates the lens with which we see the world. And so inside of hypnobreathwork, when we're inside of that subconscious mind, we can go in and clean up all those patterns that really kind of keep us also in these situations that aren't really fitting the future that we're trying to create for ourselves. So when we start to clean up those patterns in the subconscious mind, one, the good news is, is you get to change them, right? So whatever happened in our childhood does not our life sentence as adults, we get to go in, do the work and clean it up and create these new neural pathways inside of our brain that fit the life that we desire to have. We desire to create. And so in these 22 minute sessions, we do all of that. We rewire and repattern all of these things that aren't serving us. And then we drop into a vision of what it is that we want to create, who we want to be. And that's how we kind of essentially practice, right? So if you start to vision this thing that you want to create, you want to make a million dollars, you want to enroll five new clients, you want to run a marathon and PR that marathon. So you just start to visualize it. You get super detailed in your senses and create this vivid picture. And when we do that in our mind, Mind, your brain doesn't know the difference between it happening in this vision and it actually happening in real life. So now you've created this situation where these synapses and pathways have formed in the brain. So when you go to do it in the real, in the real 3D world, it's not like you're doing it for the first time. So it feels a lot easier. Okay. So if you are listening, go back, like even that blurb that she just shared. Cause it was, that was really powerful, like such a great explanation and really combining all of the pieces I have done the app. So what's the app called that you are also. Yeah. So it's called mastery mm-hmm. and it is just, it's a library of different sessions that are consistently getting updated by a team of hypno breath work facilitators. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I've done, I have done a number of them and I can tell you almost every time I have done one that I almost have this moment where I don't even, I wouldn't know what time it is in there, but I cannot coordinate the breathing. And then all of a sudden it's there. It's like, it just feels so chunky and strange. And it's like, I'm forcing it. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm in it and then that's fine. So there's probably, there's probably part of my brain and body going, trying to control what's happening breath wise. Well, there it's a little bit foreign, but that's a piece of the challenge, right? So this is how we're hacking that flow state piece. Cause what you're doing, I mean, it's part of it, right? Cause the, yeah. the flooding the body with oxygen is a whole nother piece. But the reason why this works like that is because you have to focus on the breath right? To, to, it's not just like regular breathing that we, we use, right? So it's a three-part breath, or sometimes it's referred to as a two-part breath. You breathe in for two inhales and exhale out and it's very circular. So that's not the norm, right? And so it really does, you feel a little bit, feel like a fish out of water trying to, to focus on this breath pattern while there's kind of some rhythmic, not 
your normal meditation music happening. Right. And there's a lot of moving parts. So you, it feels a little weird at first mm-hmm. and you have to focus on it. And so that focusing piece is what actually gives us the presence. It gives us the challenge. And then all of a sudden your subconscious mind becomes very open to all of the things that are coming through to you as cues. And I, I love, thank you for that explanation because the one thing that I have found is every single time I do it, I almost always drop down the name of a program, a podcast, a something like a, a, a message that I want to share. And then it's always hard for me. Cause I'm like, okay, you're going to remember this. You're going to remember this. It's not going to go. It's not going to go, but it's, it literally does open up a creative channel and I feel the ideas come in and that's the flow state you're explaining. Oh my gosh. Yes. So much creativity, so much innovation happens there. I can tell, I mean, so many different things have happened in my business all from this. Partially the, the investments that I made actually all came from breathwork sessions. Like, oh, you should do this. Go ahead, do it. And I, I think I left this part out. When we're in flow state, you, well, you shut off your ego and your ego is usually in your prefrontal cortex is the seat of where we experience fear. Because when we're in presence, when we're in present moment, there's really no actual fear. Fear exists when we are scared of something from the past, or we're fearful of something in the future. And that really is typically rooted in an experience that we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the crazy part is, so when you, the piece, when you're with your subconscious mind is also opening up the door to your intuition. So I'm going to break down the, the, the science piece of intuition, which I feel like is really helpful for the people who feel like intuition is this super like fluffy, not real thing. So your intuition really is intertwined, interconnected with your subconscious mind. Sorry, guys. It's probably kind of loud. Come in. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe she can edit this out. Like they're, they're mowing the lawn right here. And I was like, oh my God, it started they're to distract me. They're cutting the grass out here too. Oh my gosh. Really? That's so funny. <laughs> yep. All good. All good. So I'm going to break it down. What the, what your intuition is in, on a science sort of basis. So your intuition is essentially like the algorithm. So let's talk about it in the context of social media. Cause I think we can all get down with that. So the algorithm has all of these things. It takes in information. It speculates who's going to like what, who's going to want to see it, all the things. So your intuition is like that. It takes in all of this information. We're taking in information at a crazy rate that you could never even process if you logically and like tried to, right? We would just like steam would start coming out of your ears if you tried to be aware of all of the things that were coming at you at any given moment. And so your subconscious mind takes them in and it almost compares them to what has happened in the past, right? So it's a pattern recognition if for lack of a better way of explaining this. And so it takes in the patterns and it's like, hmm, based on my past experiences, I believe that this is what's going to happen going forward. So there's this speculation piece. And so you can just remove I love the idea of spiritual because I do believe, I mean, it's kind of wild if there's this piece and that your brain does this, of course, there's got to be some sort of higher magnitude of power that created this. Right. And I do believe that with energy and vibration, because we are all vibrating, we pick up on all of those things. And there's so many nuanced pieces that come into this, but if you really want to look at what's going on inside of your brain, it's like this computer running this, this program all of the time, taking in information, pattern recognition, speculating on future outcomes. That's your intuition. Mm-hmm. God, what a great explanation. Seriously. I, 
I, I feel like I am listening to a Joe Dispenza <laughs> podcast right now, <laughs> which I love. If you have not listened to any of his, it's, it's really good. He, but he just recently was on Lewis house and he was talking all about money as far as in this context. And it's fascinating. It is so fascinating. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So flow state in your business, you have seen like tremendous growth. You've also seen it with um, clients and you've seen things in their business grow. And I can already hear some people say, okay, 22 minutes, that's a long time. How do I like make time for that? I I don't even know if you have a sat on it. You don't have to, but I'm just curious if you can explain like how much time do you make up by giving yourself that time first? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I can't even, it's like, you don't have time. First of all, I'm just going to call you right on out. That is the biggest amount of BS ever. Mm -hmm. So the next time you find yourself saying you don't have time, you should probably take a quick look in the mirror and be like, are you kidding yourself here? Yep. (laughs) I know. But so what happens is you literally gain so much time back when you act through these 22 minutes and the additional pieces of really how learning how to structure your life to be conducive to flow state, you can gain back easily five hours. And I'm not even exaggerating five hours per day. I was actually having a conversation with somebody at the flow research center just recently, and they actually had someone come through who had gained back, I think 30 hours in his week. And it was based on just the amount of things that you start to get done, Mm -hmm. the amount of procrastination that stops because we do these self-sabotaging things when we're getting ready to get ready. And when you drop into flow, you just start taking action and you do it quickly with precision. And there's this compound effect that happens with that. When we start to weed out, focusing our attentions on things that have zero importance, which we tend to do is to, oh you know, like, oh, I'm going to go clean the closet because I need to do that actually to hop on and record a podcast first, because I can't focus on that podcast until I, until I clean out my closet. We all do this. We all know we do. <laughs> we all know we've done this. Like how many times? I mean, I, oh God. I mean, I'm only saying it because I lived it. <laughs> I know. I know. Or it's like even, even some things that I would procrastinate in doing because I make them be this big thing. And then when I'm in a good flow state, energetic, however you want to say it, I can, like, it's like, that was like a 20 minute job. That was nothing. Like that was not a day job. It was a 20 minute job. And we do that to ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, you also start to find out too, is that whatever it is that you're doing will take the amount of time that you allot for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if you say it's going to take you an hour and you give yourself an hour, it will take an hour. But if you say it's going to take you 15 minutes crazy thing happens. All of a sudden that hour project became a 15 minute task. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So this is, I've loved watching how much you have shifted in the last year and all the things that you're doing. And I think this is just another piece, right? That for me, I love when women share this parts of their story because they're showing what is possible for everyone, right? Like that this is possible. You can completely change and transform and the things that you're doing and allow yourself to live in more alignment with the work that like, how do you feel now compared to how you felt a year or two year and a half ago? Oh my gosh. I feel so much better. And the funny thing is, because I think 
as I talk about this, I might even sound like I'm like crazy in my masculine talking back. So I'm like, ah, but there has been a, I'm clear. I'm clearly in flow right now, guys. <laughs> you but, are. So there is this crazy phenomenon that's been happening. I'm, I'm sure everyone's been witnessing it between the like sitting back and being passive, being in your feminine, receiving alignment flow. And what this has actually done has been able give to give me this like really tangible way to be in all of those things, to really understand them mm-hmm. in a way that's like, oh, this actually makes sense because there was a, such a passive connotation in a lot of the things that I was learning about, hearing about trying to embody, if you will, trying to be in alignment. And I'm like, I'm gripping so tightly to this thing. I'm in alignment. I'm in my core values. I'm doing these things. I'm, I'm like, you know, okay, fine. I'm having space. I'm traveling. I'm sitting back. I'm trying to receive. And it was like, not clicking. It was not clicking. And even though I understood what my core values were, this literally has just changed the game. And it's like, all of a sudden there, it takes all of the pieces of all of those programs, even that I took forever ago that have been just like floating around in my mind, all of the intelligence. And it's like, somebody went into my brain and cleaned up all the extra debris and everything went like this. And I, you, you might want to reverse that and listen to that sound effect again, because that's really what happened inside of my brain. Once I started accessing flow, it's like all of these dots started connecting. And when you talk about ease and doing things with ease, like legit flow state is it. Wow. I, so, yeah. I love this. Thank you so much for sharing that because I agree there is, I feel like there's this camp of like, you're in the masculine, you're in the feminine and almost as in, you know, one's right, one's wrong. You have to learn how to embody, you have to learn how to do. And then all of a sudden you spend all this time trying to do it right. When instead you're saying, just allow yourself to be in that state. 100%. And what I think it is, is it actually gives you this tangible thing to do, to Mm -hmm. step into that. And I, what I, what I started to make sense of is that so many people talk about things and they start talking about things, I think almost and teaching them because they want to know them. They want to embody them themselves so much. Mm -hmm. And that that's literally all they're doing is desperately trying to embody it. The more I talk about it, maybe I'll embody it. And then people hear them talking about it, pay them to learn it. But that person hasn't actually, they have no clue how to get there yet. Mm-hmm. And they haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. And so then it created this dynamic of mass frustration and confusion when all is really needed is literally for you to like flood your body with oxygen. And all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, I have, <laughs> I know there's, there's many other ways for you yeah. to, to find this, this answer too. This has just been a massive game changer in my life and the lives of many. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Honestly, I have, I think it's been probably about six to eight months for me. And I've tried a lot of different um, types of breath work, different um, challenging ones, um, just so, like, and I found how much it has supported me in my own energy. And I've been very transparent to say, like, I live my life pretty much as that perfectionist fighter do just work harder. And the more I've stripped that away, I was feeling this almost underlying anxiety that I'm like, where did this come from? I don't even understand why I'm feeling that. 
I actually think I probably always felt it or it was always there. I just never allowed myself to feel it. So this has helped me in a lot of ways, um, in ways I hadn't expected or anticipated. Oh my gosh. Yes. That I, like that resonates so much with me just because I actually I was having a conversation with my daughter the other day about this. And it's like, I think at some point you just like, I actually personally did very much the same thing. I actually happen to be in human design. My, um, I think it's my spleen, which is the emotional center is wide open. And so that I basically became this like hard shell of like, I am so sensitive to every single person's emotion and it's distracting to me. And so I've just decided to just put this massive block there and which then also caused me to not feel my own feelings Yes, very much like what you're saying there. And so breath work has given me the capacity. It's almost like an emotional intelligence that comes through. It actually opens you up to be able to acknowledge it, feel it, experience it, and then expand your capacity actually to hold it. Beautiful. Beautiful. So where can people learn more about this or where can I direct them to? Oh, well, you could just send them right on over to my website, which is my, my new full name, CorinePhelps.com. And then of course you can find me on Instagram and there is a just slew of reels. If you want to just go in and learn in short form learning, or if you want to have a conversation and have some questions, feel free to hop right on into my DMS and and ask a question. And if you're super curious, I have a little something for you, which is a, a flow state breath work, which is my gift to you and all of your listeners. So they can just, no. I think probably it'll be in the show notes, I it, suspect, it right? Yeah. They can just go right on down, click on that and experience the magic of flow state breath work for themselves. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that um, with everyone. And on the mass, is it on the mastery app that you did a five day um, ah, I did. There's a five day wealth challenge. I believe it is still up there. There's been talk about them, them, uh, them pulling that down. So if you're listening to this, I would head right over there. And I actually, I'll give this to you too. I have a link that should give you a, a free month in oh, nice. into mastery the app. So that's 30 days for free that you can go in and experience and test drive all the different people who are teaching all the different, uh, it's still essentially flow state breath work, but different, different, um, focuses, different focuses. subjects, topics, mm-hmm. intentions, if you will inside mm-hmm. there. But I do, there's a five day wealth challenge. I invite you to come in and expand your money mindset. Amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that, um, with us, honestly, and the whole, that whole centerpiece that you were, you're going to have to go back and listen to because you were in such a flow state. I felt like I was a student. I'm like, wow, this is just. I'm also a fast talker when I get that. Like, you're probably going to be like, oh my God, can you, can you slow that portion down? <laughs> I like to sometimes write notes when something kicks me. And I'm like, forget it. I can't. I just have to listen because this is just so, it was so good. My, my mom used to make fun of me when I was a child, when I would start doing that and I would get to the middle and I'd be like, <sighs> and then I'd keep going. She's like, you get so breathy when you get excited. <laughs> that actually, I'm pretty sure that was me. And that was definitely my youngest. I don't know how many times he would talk and people would look at me and go, what did he say? And I'm like, yeah, can you start again and slow down? He just, that's just his speed. 
it's his speed. That's how he, that's how he speaks. So, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of the valuable information you've given us. I'll make sure everything you have is like all the ways to connect with you is in the show notes. And I have one more question for you. It is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Oh, what lesson in life am I most grateful for? You know, I honestly think is that nothing is ever permanent, actually. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Because sometimes we can be stuck in those moments where it feels like, oh, why is this so challenging? And just for anybody listening, when you ask that question, that is never going to lead you to an answer. So just drop the question. Um, But it's nothing is ever permanent. Yeah. it also allows you to be more present and be more grateful too. So even the most amazing thing that you're experiencing, that's also not permanent. So you might as well drop in and enjoy it while it's happening. Mm, Thank you so much. No, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me, for letting me just, I don't know, gab and you know, talk incessantly. (laughs) Appreciate you. It was massive value. (laughs) Trust me. I love this whole conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.